This is the Law School Show. Rishi, how's it, uh, how's it going, man? Great, Chris. How's it going with you? Going great. So uh, what are we doing here at the Law School Show? Well, we're interviewing different people from the legal profession. Like who? We got recruiters, academics, students who have gone through different recruitment processes, lawyers currently working in a variety of law firms and practice areas. You know, basically anyone who can bring our listeners information that will help with them with their career development. Man, don't you wish we had that in first and second year? Uh, definitely. So, Chris, why don't we jump right into episode one of the show? Who do we have? Yeah, we have Susan Pack. Susan is Director of Student Programs and Human Resources at Steichman Elliott LLP in Toronto. Um, Susan has hired hundreds of students into the Toronto Bay Street market, and needless to say, she knows the ropes, and she was gracious enough to share her insight with us here at the show. So, uh, Rish, should we jump right in? Let's go, man. Here's the interview with Susan Pack. Enjoy. Susan. Hi. Thanks for being here today. Thank you for having me. Definitely appreciate the time. So let's jump right into it. How many OCI years have you gone through? So, in my official role as Director of Student Programs, I've been doing this for the past two years. Mm -hmm. um, but in my role as a lawyer, I've been doing this on and off for the past eight years. So about a decade a long time. of experience. Yeah, seasoned veteran, yes. Excellent. So the way we are breaking this interview out is in different phases. As you when the students start with the firm tours, yep. going to the OCI process, and then go through the infirm process. Okay. So our first set of questions are going to be targeting the firm tour and the open house. Okay. So what should a student be trying to get out of attending an open house that the firms have uh, during the summertime before the recruitment process starts? Um, so I definitely encourage any student who's interested in working at a Bay Street law firm to take full advantage of the open houses because it's uh, a unique opportunity right before you're getting your applications done to come directly into the firm and you know well the way that we do it at Steichmanelli is you get an opportunity to meet as many of the lawyers as possible in the different practice areas and basically for a couple of hours you're you know able to meet whoever you want to that's there in you know and our rooms are set up so there's a corporate room a litigation room real estate and all these different practice areas um, and so what I encourage students is come up with a list of questions that they want to know um, and they, that they want the answer to um, and it, it kind of helps prepare their materials um, and makes it more informed in terms of preparing their cover letter and knowing more about what the firm's about. Um, I encourage them if there's a lawyer that they particularly enjoyed meeting to maintain that relationship, um, whether it be like, you know, having a coffee later on or just email contact because it's always good to know someone at the firm um, and you can get more information from them because the open doors is, you know, it's a discreet amount of time but you can follow up with and ask them more questions that you think of as you're preparing your application. So. Yes. So, someone's gone through some of those initial infirm tours, they have a bit of a feel for different places, mm -hmm. now they're starting to put together their cover letter and their resume to yes. submit their application package. So, speaking to the cover letter specifically, what stands out to you? One thing that's good, one thing that's bad. Okay, one thing. So, one thing that's good, um, you know, this is your writing sample your cover letter, mm -hmm. so a well-written, you know, that represents you, that's not a boilerplate, you clearly got this from, you know, a sample cover letter, it's, it's, it's your voice. Um, the obvious things, good grammar, 
it's good spelling, like that you've proofread it like perfectly. Um, so it's well written and captures you. It's not just a summary of your resume, which we can clearly see, you know, after the cover letter, but kind of expands on that and tells us more about you and what you, you know, what you think you can contribute to the firm. So that's okay. the good thing. The bad thing, I, I mean, again, obvious ones are just sloppy errors. Like you, we know that you're preparing many versions of these cover letters. So if you happen to put someone else's name or the another firm's name, it's just, yes. it's, you know, that could have easily been avoided if you took the extra time to uh, look it over. Um, so it, it just has to be a well-written cover letter. Yeah. Make sure it's clean. Yeah. And give a bit of a personal voice to what's on your resume. Exactly. Yeah. Like we want it, this captures you basically. Okay. So same question. Let's look at one thing that's really good that stands out to you, one thing that's bad that stands out to you, but speaking okay. to the resume now specifically. For the resume. Okay. So the resume is a snapshot. What I find is good is, you know, you include basically, you know, you have your academic record, like your achievements and, you know, what your degrees are in. Your work experience should be concise, um, not too worry. Some people, you know, fall in the trap of adding in too much detail about a okay. position and we don't need all of that. We'll ask you about that during the interview. So maybe two or three bullets um, for each position. So um, that's good. And also, it's good to include things that you did in undergrad that, you know, some students assume we don't care about if you had a part-time job while you're in undergrad. We actually do, like, you know, I'll probably mention this later on, but things that we look for in terms of attributes are like grit and determination. And you can get that from like being a waiter or a bartender, things like that. So we want to see that kind of experience on your resume as well, not just the obvious law school related experience. Okay, so highlighting skills about yourself that would attribute to success in a law environment, yeah. even though they might not be business-related skills or professional right. or administrative-related yeah. skills. And we know that, you know, as a law school student, you, you know, when at the time we receive your application, you've only done one year of law school, mm -hmm. so chances are slim that you have a lot of business experience. It's yeah. not realistic. So yeah, just think about other things that you've done, work-related, volunteer-related, you know, school-related, yeah. that could, you know, contribute to the characteristics that would be successful for a future lawyer. So that stuff carries weight and also just describe the experience succinctly. Yeah. Not too much. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Nice. Okay. So how much does experience matter? And let's let's break it down into three different. Mm -hmm. So volunteer, mm -hmm. work, extracurricular in undergrad. Um, so volunteer experience, how much does that matter? So it, it, I mean, it, it's not going to like uh, kill your chances if you don't have all three of these experiences. Um, so I guess, you know, rather than dealing with them individually, I think what we'd want to see is kind of just a, overall what your experience has been. And like, you know, so we recognize some people don't have some, like a lot of work experience. So we would hope that if you don't have a lot of that, then you would have more volunteer experience or extracurricular experience. Basically anything that demonstrates, you know, well-rounded individual and then the fact that you could do things outside of school as well, you know, that yeah. you are able to handle multiple responsibilities and tasks. So, yeah, I, I, w I couldn't say that, well, if you had no volunteer experience but you had a lot of work experience, like that would make more of a difference versus mm -hmm. if you had, you know, equal amounts of either. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Great. So, a well-roundedness and mm -hmm. then 
just the quality of the individual experience, the depth right. of it, right? Because well, a volunteer exactly. experience can go this deep or it can be yeah. 10 and years we'll, of you know, we'll, we'll pull that out during the interview. We will ask you about more of your mm -hmm. involvement because, you know, you can mention on your resume, um, and it, it does help if you talk a little bit about, you know, if you've played any leadership roles in whatever volunteer organizations or extracurricular, yes. but you know we recognize there's not that much space on the resume, so we would ask you, and you can expect to be asked more about your role there. Um, and thank you for mentioning that, because for extracurricular, you know we, we do always ask, you know what your involvement in law school, like while you're at law school, what else you were involved in. Um, so I always encourage students um, when they're thinking about you know how to describe it don't just say oh I was just a member I didn't really do anything yeah in that case don't even bother mentioning it on your exactly. resume right it doesn't really add that much it's more like you know what kind of role and responsibilities did you have with the organization Great. Um, if you want to work at a business focused firm mm -hmm. is it important to have a business background or any sort of business experience uh, no so we get this question a lot, and because, um, and, and we get it because they, we see more students nowadays doing MBAs or with you know undergrad degree in, in business. Um, I will say realistically, you know, there have been some students and associates who said it's been easier if you have a business background to kind of understand you know corporate deals and, sure. um, but it, it's not like. A, a determining factor for us. It's just like we we have students with degrees in all types of things, arts, you know, history, English, and all of that, and they are all equally successful. Um, so, but you know, business background certainly helps, like right. you know, in terms of um, your own understanding of the deal, and it sometimes makes it easier for you. So, how much grades matter? Oh, it's <laughs> <laughs> a tough one. So um, we get asked this question a lot too. So grades are just one, like, and this is this is the truth. Like grades are just one of the aspects. So it's not like we have a cutoff for grades. Okay. Um, I would say law school grades. You know, we do take a look at it. You know, when we're reviewing resumes, we review the resumes by school. So you know, we'll see how you, you know, what your grades are like in law school. Um, if you have, you know, several, I guess, lower than average grades, you know, it, it, it would be, it wouldn't be the end of the world, but it would be better to, you know, right. um, have some decent grades. Um, undergrad marks, I wouldn't be as concerned about, and okay. we, we understand in first year undergrad, it's a huge transition, yeah. so we see a lot of people, you know, uh, maybe with not as strong undergrad marks in the first year, and we see them progress throughout the um, four years. So. Yeah, I, I would say, you know, and most of the law firms feel this way too about undergrad marks. You've done undergrad, you've made it into law school, you've gone through the, you know, admission process for law school. So we have faith that, you know. They've vetted it exactly, that far. Exactly. So. And I think, again, this comes back to um, a well-roundedness, right? Yeah. So somebody might have a lesser GPA, but then this amazing volunteer experience. Right. So that could carry just as much. No, exactly. And, uh, you know, I always say that rather than a student with stellar grades but nothing else on their resume, we'd right. rather have someone you know, with not as stellar grades but has more on their resume to like, you know, round out their experience. That Good is more realistic you yeah. know, in terms of making a successful lawyer. So the, you know, there's a maybe myth that exists out there that there's mm -hmm. a cutoff 
GPA usually per university? Is that just a myth? So I can't speak on behalf of all the other law firms, but I can say at our firm we do not have a cutoff. So you mentioned um, following up after uh, firm tours with lawyers, whether yeah. it be through email, phone call, coffee. Yeah. Do you encourage candidates to reach out, like cold calls, to people if they can, like an email, hey, I'm interested in working with you. Um, it possible to break the ice, I guess, is the way to put it, with an associate or firm. Yeah. yeah. So, and I see students do that all the time. I mean, there should be some connection, like, hey, I see that you practice in this area, and I'm really interested in, in or okay. I see that you graduated from this law school. I'm also, right. you know, attending that law school. Some kind of connection would probably make more sense, um, and you know. Are like also our current law school students who are summering or articling are also the best, you know, introduction to the firm, and then they can also help, like you know, say, oh, I've worked with this lawyer. I think that this person would be great to meet. Yeah. So there's different ways of going about it. But. So if someone had, you know, managed to cold call their way into a conversation with an associate, yeah. and another candidate had managed to cold call their way into a conversation with a summer student, mm -hmm. would you give maybe more weight to the fact? That no. no, we, you know, um, and again, it's up to you. It, it doesn't make it, it, it won't have an impact in terms of when we're reviewing applications like, oh, this student, you know, went above yeah. and beyond and reached out to one of our lawyers. But, you know, there, we do appreciate, you know, when it comes to reviewing your cover letter or if we meet you during the interviews, that you have a, you know, a better understanding of what our firm is about right. by having done more, you know, it proves, research. It proves an interest. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Now we know that a person has attended firm tours, yes. they have put in their applications and they have mm -hmm. been invited for an OCI. Okay. So what is your approach in conducting the OCI's the 17 minutes? Okay, it's a great question. <laughs> so, hmm. I mean, you guys have been through it yourself, so you know it's, there's no set approach among all uh, law firms. Um, we don't have your typical, you know, behavioral type interview questions. We are more of a free-flowing, um, interview um, that, that's just how, how we are basically you know what we do is we get to learn your application we try to know it like inside out so I'm not sure if you noticed but like during the on-campus interviews we will not have the resume in front of us reading it we, we know it. we know the things that we want to ask you about um, and so it's kind of like a free-flowing thing kind of like if there's something specific on the resume we'll just jump and say tell us about this like this sounds really interesting and kind of we just want to hear you talk about it so it's just and then it like flows from there so during that conversation what exactly are you or what are you trying to see uh, come out from the student? Or what are you looking for? So we want, I mean, the purpose of the on-campus interview is kind of to hear as much as possible from the student. We, we don't want to monopolize the interview at all um, during those 17 minutes. So it's just trying to really get to know you better. You know, there are certain things that we will be looking for, which I'm assuming you know most law firms are interested in looking for, like, you know, in terms of the way you answer questions, you know, how, you know, how will you how effective will you be at communicating with mm -hmm. others at the firm with clients with lawyers <clears throat> um, the way you answer questions about like you know if you're talking about certain work you've done um, how in-depth you are like you know have you been able to express your experience you know not just on a shallow level but you know um, articulate something that you've gained from the experience, something that you've learned, something that you've contributed. We kind of want to hear that. We don't want to hear regurgitation of your resume. Right. Like, and there are some students who fall in the trap of literally 
reciting the yeah. bullets from their resume. And well, we've already read that, so we don't. We want you to hear you expand it. Tell us an interesting story about it. Um, and so, and then, so if we feel that the on-campus interview is going well, I mean, you'll know it. We'll run out of time because there's so much more to talk about. Um, the other thing I want to say is that we'll always leave a, if there's time permitting, um, leave an opportunity for the student to ask us questions. Um, and I always appreciate it if they do have questions to put more thought than just asking us a generic, you know, question about. And, and I appreciate that, like, there's only so many questions that students can have, but like something to show that they've actually done some work, research into learning about our firm in particular. Um, I have been asked before, you know, so tell me about your practice, and I'm like, well. I don't practice law, so that's, but I, you know I understand it. They're meeting you know 20, up to 20 firms in a day, so they might forget about it. So what I actually suggest, and you know we've we've said this in panel discussions before, have we have our little cheat sheet when it comes to doing our interviews? So students should have that too, and I think most students do this, but just a little you know checklist because most firms will let you know what lawyers you're going to be meeting with. A little checklist about what this lawyer does, what practice area, shows that you've done a little bit of lit work, um, and then you know I didn't, I don't actually practice law right now. So. Yeah, so you would recommend students look into the lawyers or research a bit about yeah, the just, lawyers before they introduce? Like, you know, that extra time, I know it's like, it is um, quite a lot of time to do this prep work, but I think it's worth it, um, and then you'll have it on your little cheat sheet, this is the lawyer that you're meeting with, this is what they do, and you know, come up with some specific questions that you thought might be useful. So. Good. And uh, what are some common mistakes that you see students make during those OCIs? Um, so I kind of touched upon this. Um, there, there's, there's a few things. So first of all, what I mentioned before about tending to kind of just recite from their resume or cover letter and not expanding on it and telling us more. Um, the other common mistake is I see fatigue happen. Yeah. Um, and I, I get it. Like, we all feel like that. but. Um, trying to just, um, I guess, deal with it a little bit more so that it's not so obvious yeah. that, you know, at the end of the day that they're exhausted, and, and I appreciate it, but that, that they could be exhausted, but um, just trying to keep that energy throughout the day, finding whatever it is, the extra cup of coffee or whatever that, yeah. you know, you need. Um, other common mistakes, again, not knowing about the firm itself, it's just like that, that can easily be avoided by doing your prep, prep work and knowing the practice areas that the firm specializes in. Um, and the other thing, way that you can do that when you're doing your prep work is talking to the students that currently are at the firm or um, yeah, at the lawyers at the firm. So, and not just relying on the information on the website to do your research. So to sum it all up, what, yeah. what are three pieces of key advice that you would leave students with for going through the OCI process this year? Um, so the first one is kind of hokey, but you know, we do feel that students take this so seriously, the OCIs, and uh, it causes a lot of stress, which we can fully appreciate. But at the end of the day, like for the on-campus interviews, this is really your chance. You're gonna be meeting up to 20 firms to really focus on, okay, can I see myself wanting to pursue this during the November recruitment week? So it's just see it as more of an opportunity for you to make the decision rather than like, I guess, being so focused on stress, like I have to, you know, basically 
he'll this interview to you know um, further my career. So I, I just to keep a I guess a more relaxed perspective to the extent that you can, which I know is really hard. Be yourself. Yeah, be, be yourself. It's just like you have to be yourself because otherwise, if you're you know you're putting on an act, it's not going to. And the lawyers can usually see it if you are putting on an act, right? It's it's only going to take you so far. Um, other tips, uh, again, prep work. Uh, you know, I've said this so many times, but I really feel it's worth that extra time. Um, and being thoughtful too, like when you're choosing the, um, the, you know, if you have the luxury of being able to choose which firms you're going to OCI with, really think about. If you, if you are you know at that stage think about what you want to do right like um, if some people know that there's no chance that they want to do litigation then you know don't bother doing an on-campus interview with a like a boutique mm -hmm. firm religious. and I know that's obvious but some people just you know go for whatever um, without really thinking about it. actually is this what I want to do so I think I'm not sure if this is number three point or not, but I, I do think it's important to not get caught up in the, like everyone, you know, is all gunning for the same, oh, we want this Bay Street law firm job. This is the only, you know, path that I'm going to take then as well. Like really step outside that and think, actually, is this what I really want to do, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Think about what you're actually interested in. It's like if there's no chance at all corporate law is for you, then maybe, you know, the Bay Street business law firm is what you want to pursue, right? So. I, I, I do see people getting caught up in it. We all do, because um, that's all people focus on during the first part of second year in law school. So. And I guess the open houses and attending those during the summertime can definitely help a person make that decision whether they hopefully do, yeah do see themselves. And it, and in good end, you know, it could go either way. It, you could, you know, if you have no idea if you want to, you could go to open doors and say, "This is actually absolutely what I want. I can totally see myself working in a place like this with these kinds of people." On the other hand, it could be like, you know what, great people, but this is not what I want to do, right? This is not what I've signed up for. Yeah. And yeah, like, don't forget, like, if you thought that you wanted to, you know, work for the government, pursue that. Like, even though it seems like there's more, you know, I guess, attention or publicity about this whole, yeah. you know, Bay Street law firm job, there's more out there. There are definitely is more out there. And it's not even just during this time. More opportunities come up later on in the year, too. Yeah. So. Taking, to, taking the time to learn about what you don't want mm -hmm. and realizing that is so valuable. Yeah. People can clean know that. For I sure. That pretty cool. yeah. Pardon me. Okay, so our candidate has scouted out firms. She has submitted a tight application. Mm -hmm. She's gone through the OCI interviews. Yeah. Now she's been invited to infirm. Yeah, good okay? for the student. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Success. Yes. yes. <laughs> she's done. <laughs> okay. So she comes to a firm on Bay Street. Mm -hmm. So what's your approach to conducting an interview now when it's the in-firm stage? So um, basically, you know, you, you've made it through the on-campus interviews. We like your application. So this is really, we know that this is kind of the students have whittled this down to whatever, three or four law firms that they're going to interview during November recruitment week. So this is really the uh, us, you know, trying to get to know the student even better um, with the various lawyers that they're going to meet and also to really determine like you know we think we like you um, we, we think we can see you as a future student here um, what you know what would you like to learn about our firm what more do you need to know to like you know make your de decision easier right so on the Monday 
um, what typically happens is before these November recruitment um, interviews happen, we will always try to ask you any particular lawyers that you're interested in meeting in terms of practice areas. Um, that's important to us, right? We don't want to, you know, if you absolutely have no interest in, for example, randomly like real estate law or tax law, we, we will, and you have a better idea that you may want to pursue litigation, we will try to set you up as much as possible with people from a litigation group, right? Because these are the people that you are going to be work with, working with ultimately if you come to our firm. So um, you will be meeting, typically it's you'll be meeting two associates together, um, which is great uh, introduction and you kind of You'll, you'll be working with these people um, if you end up at the firm. And then you'll be meeting with a partner, and then um, you'll then probably be meeting with either another partner or uh, another couple of associates. So we try to you know, um, give you a good diverse mix of people to meet with. Um, and then we do invite our students out for dinners, usually on the uh, Monday evening. And so you'll be meeting, having dinner with two of our lawyers, um, usually an associate and partner, or two senior associates um, and then Tuesday is kind of you know we usually come back we invite you to meet some more of our lawyers um, and then it's kind of like what we love is when the students go you know what I'd really like to speak with someone in this area like love meeting these people can I meet more people in this area or can I just talk to some students and we will do whatever we can to accommodate what your request is so. okay so there is information out there that yep. is always floating around every year that seems to indicate if you choose to schedule your interview at first thing at 8 a.m. Monday morning, mm -hmm. as opposed to scheduling your interview at 3 p.m. on Monday afternoon, right. that, that seems to indicate your interest or where you're ranking that firm. So in your position, do you take that into consideration? Um, so I've heard that before, and I remember when I was a student, it was a same idea. Actually, no. Um, I can say that there are some, we know that some students schedule certain firms at 8 in the morning as practice interviews, firms that they're not quite sure about so that they can get warmed up for a later interview with firms that they should be most interested in. So we know that there's no, you know, strict rule, unless you want to tell me otherwise. <laughs> but, like, from yeah. our perspective, we know it can be. Students would be happy to know that. <laughs> but, but to be honest, though, um, I do think it's fair to say that most firms, if, if, if you're scheduling a firm on the Tuesday, um, it, it, that might indicate right. some type of preference, but um, okay. again, it's just like we know that there's only so many time slots that you can have, and we know that some firms, you know, ask for three-hour slots or whatever it is during the day, so we know that Great. sometimes it happens, yeah. So on different days of the interview week. Yeah. Are you looking for different things from the student or the candidate? Or is it just getting to know them more and more and more throughout the process, second interviews? Um, yeah, I mean, I think throughout the interviews, we're, it's always kind of just trying to assess the same type of information. It's not like, right. okay, now you've progressed to the Tuesday, so we want to move on to these types of questions. They're really, um, isn't a change in the structure of the interview. It's kind of, but we do know at a certain point, it's just like it kind of, the tables turn and it turns into the student kind of wanting to, you know, more like, learn more about why they should, you know, would want to be at the firm. Mm -hmm. So we, we do see that their question is changing. Another thing that we see um, coming from universities is describing 
the interview week, like the, the dating process, uh -huh. those exact words, yeah. which I don't like personally. But anyways, I think what they're trying to get across is that not only does the firm need to like what you bring to the table, yeah. how you want, yeah. you should also like the firm because it needs to be a fit for you because you're going to spend a lot of time there and it's where you want to develop as a professional. Yeah. So what are some of the indications that you would look for from a candidate that says, wow, this person really is interested in working here? So I, you know, I know that there are some students who feel like they need to say, I will definitely come to this firm, I will say yes. I really caution students to only say that if they mean it, mm -hmm. um, and we get it, especially on the Monday, we get it if you don't know exactly what you're planning on doing, that makes, that makes perfect sense. But it, it does not do you any favors to say right away, this is a firm for me, I'm going to say yes to this, because it's just, uh, it's just not good practice. And it's unrealistic. Yeah, exactly. Um, but you know, on on the other hand, there are some students who, you know, no current students at the firm, no lawyers at the firm, know this is what they want to do, and then you know maybe then it might be more reasonable to say and, and basically say how you feel. We would never, um, you know, our firm would never expect an like, and we're not allowed to, but we would never expect students to tell us, you know, before the Wednesday what they want to do, but we always like to be told, by the way, yeah. you know, it's a great firm, blah, blah, blah. Like we, we like some kind of indication of how much you're interested in the firm, right? So, yeah. Are thank you emails important? This is a tough one, because <laughs> I know the students stay up until 2 in the morning on Mondays to, and Tuesdays to send out the emails. Um, I wouldn't spend too much time sending thank you emails necessarily to everyone that you met with. We know it's exhausting. Mm -hmm. um, it's a good, it, it, it's not a bad thing to send a thank you email maybe to the people that you had dinner with okay. or to someone that you made a particular connection with during the day um, and you talked about something like <clears throat> memorable and you can mention in your email. You can take time to do those, like the special connections or the dinner. Um, I don't necessarily, I don't need those emails, especially, you know, I, I don't necessarily get to meet every student during the Mondays and, you know, the Monday to Wednesday, so I will not take personal offense if I don't get an email from, yeah. from you. Um, you know, I certainly don't mind it, and if someone, you know, wants to tell me something about, you know, their experience at the firm, I always love to hear it, but it's not, it's not mm -hmm. uh, crucial at all. So, so it, our candidate has multiple social events that she has scheduled for the same time on Monday night. Yeah. So what's the impact of her declining a, a dinner, for example, with a firm? So, uh, a good question. So it's not the end all and be all. Like I, you know, I've actually appreciated, there's certain students that I've met during the on-campus interviews, and then they do reach out to me, um, basically before the scheduling, just to say, you know, I really want to have, because our, our dinners are typically Monday night, um, but I'm, booked, like I'm booked with a few things, you know, is it okay if I have a lunch or I have a dinner? And we will do our best to accommodate. So we understand it. It's just like Monday evening is prime time um, for booking. So we would love it if the student, you know, wanted to come to the Monday dinner. We, we think that's a great thing, but it's, it will not end your chances if you, you can't make it, you know, if there's other things that you want to do. But what you can do to kind of, you know, make up for lost time, I guess, in a way, is to 
find a way to schedule something else, like whether it be on the Tuesday or whatever. Yeah. Okay. So if you have to decline, just make sure it's not a decline period. Right. Use some tact and try and. I think so. Like, yeah, exactly. Like I'd really love to. You know, fortunately, I was mm -hmm. already you know asked to come to this firm. What, right. what or, you know. Okay. That's great to know that firms have a little bit of latitude to reschedule those things. Yes. I think from a student's perspective that it's often just yeah. This is it, my it one doesn't chance harm to ask. Like even yeah. if for whatever reason there isn't availability at a certain other time, why not just ask and see what can be done? And if nothing else, it shows your interest and that you're exactly. just truly in a bind. Exactly. So, do you guys aim to hire with diversity? Um, so we don't have a target like it, it's not like we say we need this number of this type of people or whatever but you know so Steichman Elliott is has always been you know uh, focused on a diverse and inclusive work environment and it's always been our focus for years so what you know I can say is that it's something that we we look at you yeah. know we want to have good representation from the various law schools in Ontario you know um, male, female, you know, from diverse groups. That, that's always something that you know we would like to see in our students. So. Great. Looks like one piece of advice to give our candidate as she goes through the firm week. One piece of advice: Don't feel pressured by any firms. Okay. If if something's like. If there's an inside voice nagging at you, like something doesn't feel right, I'm feeling too much pressure, do not, you know, uh, give in to whatever pressures you might be feeling to say, yes, I really want to be at this firm. Take your time and, you know, the firm should be quite understanding, like we know that this is a high pressure situation. If there's anything that concerns you that you might have heard from a student or whatever about a firm that would make you step back and go, not sure if I want to be at this firm, it's always best to rather assume that that's the truth to actually just ask someone at the firm about it. It's just like, yeah. oh, I've heard that, you know, it's really crazy hours all the time, you never get any sleep, you know, that might be a rumor you hear about a firm. It, it, what's the harm in just asking rather than assuming, oh, that must be true, I don't want to be at that firm. So I would always say, just ask if there's anything that's kind of like, you know, nagging you about. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Do you have any follow-up questions? Good. Well, thank you so much for taking the time and speaking with us today. I You're think, welcome. I think your answers will definitely be helpful for many candidates going through this process yeah. this yeah. year and in the future. Thanks for your time. This is The Law School Show.